Hi, it is Queen Elizabeth, aka Elizabeth Murphy, aka Liz, and this is Queenhood. For most of us, when we were growing up, there was a very obvious template that we were quote-unquote, supposed to follow. There was a very specific idea of how we would live our life. And again, most of us, without questioning it, just went ahead and went along and uh, started relationships, started families, just kind of started going through the motions of this way of living that was put in our mind. And typically, you start to lose yourself at some point along the way there. You start to see the connection between the expectation and the unhappiness. You look at, why did I make the decisions I made? And if you look at them little by little, in hindsight, of course, you see the ones that were made on behalf of someone else. Those are the ones that have caused you pain. There's no point in Wondering if every decision you ever made was the right one or not. They were all the right one because here you are. And at the time you thought it was right. What are you going to do? The past is just as just real as any thought you might have right now or story you might tell right now. The past is not reality. It has shaped who you are. But to live there is the same thing as trying to live inside a fairy tale or a bad dream. None of them are real. And if your eyes are back there, it's hard to move forward. So you get on that path and you start losing parts of yourself. But you tell yourself it's for the good for the better. You learn along the way how much you help people, how much you're needed as a mom or maybe a wife. You find these situations in your life where you feel kind of valued but at the same time, kind of not. You're at this job, in this career, whatever. You're like, well, I can tell that they know I'm good at my job. So maybe you find some sort of self-worth in there. Because we all want to be appreciated. 
valued. We are humans. That is normal. So you find yourself in that career situation. It's giving you a sense of purpose in a way because you wake up every day and you think about it first thing. You plan around it. It's your actual main focus. So it must be the thing that gives you a sense of purpose, right? Uh. Wrong. A very, very common mistake. We've all been there for the most part. It's okay to look at your past and get real with how you're actually feeling about these things without judgment. I've worked so many different types of jobs. And in my career, there have been times when I thought, well, I can see that I'm contributing something to my team. Which gives you that sense of feeling important, feeling needed. But after a while, it starts to feel like all your eggs in that basket. All your eggs are in that basket. You start to feel this imbalance. You start to see you've been filling only that cup. So you feel disconnected in other areas. Or the price you pay starts to become much higher than what you're putting in. Including how you treat yourself while you're doing the grind life. Whatever that salary is they are paying you. Whatever money you're making. Is it worth beating the hell out of your body with Adderall, energy drinks, cocaine, whatever you want to choose? Pick your poison. Select your poison. We all have some. You reach for that vial. To keep yourself going. Because you've semi-convinced yourself that those things make you perform better. Hmm. It makes a lot of sense why it would seem that way. I know firsthand that it genuinely feels that way. However, Studies show us very, very different data. And you can't argue with data. So what's keeping you there? What's keeping you in that situation that's lowering your vibe? Hang on to that for a minute. Because if it's being a mom that we're talking about, very similar thing happens. Now that 
that's a sense of purpose. I have not had the gift yet of becoming a mom, but I know how to use my imagination and be empathetic. So when I imagine it, it sounds the best and it sounds like it would give you a sense of purpose because now you have created life and it's clearly your responsibility to make sure this human stays alive, make sure this human stays safe, make sure this human has food and shelter and a good life. Now you make sure that they are accepted. You make sure that they're up to speed in school. You want to make sure they're capable of making friends and having table manners. You want to make sure they're a good person when you send them out into the world. Of course you do. And it's kind of like a second chance to some of these things you wish you would have done differently. No way are you going to let them make the same mistake, huh? So what is it? What's the situation or situations that has you asking yourself that question? Should I stay or should I go? The situation that's having you ask yourself, was that a sign or am I overthinking it? I think my gut says, but I'm not sure if that's my gut or me overanalyzing it. You're at the point where you're not sure what to do. And when you think of the notion of trust your gut, and you think, yeah, it's just hard to say what my gut's saying right now. Easier said than done, Liz. I know. But I do want to put it out there a few things, okay? Number one, you do know. You do know. You wouldn't be asking yourself these questions if you felt content in your situation, now would you? So something needs to change. Something needs to change. And you can only change you. Mm -hmm. You can only change you. And if it's a relationship we're talking about, don't even think about it. Yeah, you can make all his therapy appointments even. You can encourage him and convince him to journal, do morning pages. You can convince her to pull her weight. You can try all you want, 
to shape your partner into what you need them to be, like they're a piece of Play-Doh. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can do that. And at the end of the day, honey, you're still just playing with Play-Doh because that's not a thing with humans. We can only shape our own Play-Doh. I can try to inspire you, but I can't do it for you. People will not change unless it comes from within themselves. And we could get into talking about how depending on the person we're speaking of here, the notion that you want them to change may be having them run further in the other direction. Has it crossed your mind that you're good enough? You are woke enough? You're doing enough therapy? You're positive enough? You could just carry the team? How does that feel in reality? Don't you think that's going to get heavy after a minute? Spoiler alert. It does. I love you for wanting to do that for your person. And you should love yourself for that. On this earth, the best thing we can do in any moment is show up as love. And if you're trying to carry the team in your relationship, there's a reason. And I know you don't want to hear this, but you can love somebody and the right thing still be to walk away. Because your job again here is to love yourself first to get in alignment with your true self. You will never be able to serve your full purpose on this planet during your time here, your divine purpose, yes, your actual set assignment. You have been assigned already. You're already here. Now you have to fulfill your assignment. And what I know now is that you're not able to do that until you're in alignment. First alignment, then assignment. <laughs> I like that. Um, but I just know that firsthand, so from myself, but also people in my life. So, and let's just be honest, okay? So you can still love somebody and have it be the right thing. So that's a thing, okay? We have to be looking at this situation as a whole. And every situation is different. You want to go ahead and add in there, well, someone has some mental health stuff. Someone has some physical health stuff. We have kids. We have a dog. We have a cat. I have dual citizenship, you know. We own the home together. I know. It's a thing. That's why when you look ahead, 
it's all blurry and tangly. But it doesn't have to be. Again, if, if you're asking yourself questions like, is this ever going to get easier? Is this ever going to get any easier? Will I ever be the one that he needs, that he wants? Do I have it all? Do I have what it takes? Here's another thing I want you to keep in mind. Every experience we have serves a purpose. Every situation we're in and have been in served a purpose. And for example, a relationship, if you break up before or after you have kids, whatever the situation is, it does not matter. Just whatever happened. If you're talking about breaking up, that's not a failure. Relationships exist for a purpose. There's a time and a place. Not all relationships were meant to take you to the grave. Not all of them have to be your life partner. Don't forget that we were put in front of us this extremely structured society. If you spent a lot of your time with a person already, so it seems daunting to let them go, to find someone else, just know that it's not a failure. It would not be, you know, a choice to erase something. That will still always be part of you. You will still always have that experience and the wisdom from that experience. And then you'll be able to pivot and birth a new experience. Bring to life the next level. If you feel like you're trying to live to your fullest potential, but it's hard right now because your partner is not bringing to the table what you're bringing to the table and they don't seem to be trying. They don't seem to, when they make change, it doesn't last. These are gut feelings that you feel right now as I talk about this stuff. Got a little sting in there. Yes, that was your gut feeling. No, that's not just you overthinking it. If it strikes a chord, that's your divine chord it just struck. If it speaks to you, you should probably listen. Or you can keep drawing circles, ending up right where you are, and you can keep going and never make any change. But what you could do is think about your future right now instead and actually do a visualization of what would ideal look like. And if that seems so daunting, just get close. 
relax about it. You don't have to get too serious. You don't have to know everything. You've never experienced that type of life yet. So, of course, you're not going to know everything. You'll learn as you go, just like you did this time. You'll learn as you go, and you'll bring this wisdom with you. If you think about that ideal self, if you think about being in alignment, if you think about living to your fullest potential, if you think about showing up in this world in the way that you were put here to do, and it seems like this relationship or this job, this situation that you're questioning is actually keeping you from those things, then those might just be layers that you need to shed. Just as if you were looking at alcoholism, addiction of any kind, let's say you're coming to terms with maybe you have a problem. That's a layer you have to shed. There's no shame. We put layers on ourselves for protection of some kind, and it's all coming from a good place. Addiction normally starts with a feeling of emptiness that you wanted to fill. So no need to feel shamed about any of the past decisions you've made. And what I think is so beautiful is when people can absolutely own their decisions. Because when you look at a movie and if you want to have a character that people relate to, they need to be imperfect. If you want a character that no one's going to like and no one's going to connect to, make them perfect. We like texture. We like a story. We like to relate to someone's darkness with our darkness. We like to feel the depth in a person. You can live shallow for so long, but you're not only depriving us of your brightest light, you're depriving yourself of being able to feel the feels that you would be able to if you were in alignment. Just layers to shed. When, when we can look at previous chapters and say, yep, that's exactly what I did. I got into autopilot. I started living a should life. And I tried these things that seemed like what I was supposed to be doing. And I had to get honest with myself that that situation was not something I was willing to participate in anymore. I worked with it as much as I absolutely could. And I can ask myself, just as I did then, have I put in what I want to put in? Am I proud of what I've brought to the table so far as far as making this better? Yes. To drag it out, it's bad for everyone. To live with the darkness, the heaviness, the ick that comes with. You know you don't even want to be with this person or in this job or in this situation. Now you carry that and you try to live your days pretending like you're high vibe. That's hard to do. 
that's hard to do. So should you stay or should you go? Should you stay or should you go now? Like I said, you already know the answer. I highly recommend meditating, getting quiet with yourself, get into nature. Sometimes you want a big boom of clarity, then you got to put something big in. Go take the whole weekend off the grid, unplug. Just meditate, turn inward, be one with Mother Nature, and just receive. When we quiet down, we get signals from source, and we live our life that way. Instead of participating in the program, beep boop. No, when we live by our inner knowing, we live this dreamy life. Why? Because think about it. If we have the same idea of what an ideal life is supposed to look like and the things that are right and wrong, generally all these people out here are going to have very similar answers. And again, those answers were presented to us very, very strategically by society, by corporate America by advertising and marketing agencies. I know, I work with them. We are a market. We are participating in the program. We're keeping this whole thing going. Just a bunch of robots out here. So if we live life that way, look it. Now we're just all doing the same thing? Huh. And expected to all be happy in the same exact thing. That's weird. Yeah, that doesn't sound promising. But if you imagine if each of us tapped in and followed our divine purpose, that looks radically different, does it not? I might be working at this ad agency full time at one point and I'm going in day in and day out as an art director. And so is this person next to me year after year and if we were to both be given the gift of a pause in time like say a global pandemic what would it be that really came to our mind when we sat there and questioned everything about our life most people questioned is this the job i want to be doing life is precious is this how i want to live Is this what I'm supposed to do here on earth? Or is there more? When we're given that gift to tap in, if we were all to live from that place, think about how magical the world would be. There wouldn't be any of these problems we have because we would all be doing our assignment. Mine is not the same as yours. And even if we could consider them similar, the delivery is drastically different, as different as two fingerprints. Because my story, my experience, 
that's what I bring to the table. My personality, my gifts, all the things I have, that's what I bring to the table. You bring your stuff to the table. Not to mention, when we look at the same thing, we're not seeing the same thing. We're wearing different lenses. You have your story to tell. You have your thing that you're put here to do. And all of these situations that we've been presented are giving us the tools we need to fulfill our life's purpose, to rise into the next chapter, into the next level, to usher in a paradigm shift in our own life and probably most likely in the lives of everyone around us as they start to see by your courageous example what it looks like to break away from the system and say, no, yeah, whoa, life is actually fun and beautiful. But without the darkness and without these experiences and the hurdles you're about to jump, you don't yet have what you need for the next thing. You're here where you are now. So the things you collected all the way up until this point gave you what you needed now, but now what's next? If this is not feeling right, what's next? You don't have to know that but you need to know when it's time to exit a situation that is not in alignment. And I can't stress enough the point I keep making, which is these experiences, they're beautiful, and that's what they are. They're experiences. And so my hope for you would be that you look at your life and you own that shit. And if you were a mom and you made a lot of bad choices in your mind and you wish you would have done a lot of things different, say that. Just say that. We can all respect that. Oh, my God, you know better now than you did then? Wow. What, do you think we're going to judge you for that? That's called evolving. If you would different, do it differently now, thank God, right? called growing and you have a dharma a dharma you have a purpose and you've been doing the things that are filling your toolbox you have this toolbox do you know this you have this toolbox and you've been adding these tools this whole time just your whole life not just the skills you learned no not the fact that you know how to use Photoshop. Yes, that too. But I'm talking about the moment you got out of the gates. You're from a big family. You, you earned and learned resilience. You had a parent that you felt responsible for in some way. Damn. You were shaping you. And those tools that you had to use then, they're in your toolbox. They're part of your story. I have to say that if you're wondering if there's more to life than this situation, 
The answer is probably yes. For most people, the answer would be yes, actually, right now. Because again, we are all settling into the program and avoiding our assignment. When we free ourselves of the things that are preventing us from that, it clears the path. It clears the signal. All of the things that are not in alignment are static. If you're a radio, you have an antenna, those things are static. When we remove them, we can hear the messages. And if it's something big that you're questioning, and you're like, oh, that seems like a lot to test that by removing this layer and see if it's one of the things providing static, then you already answered your own question, didn't you? For example, I know for sure, if you ask me right now, what things are causing static and what things are giving me clarity. The things that give me a clear signal, being in nature, going on a walk every day where I actually leave my phone at home. Oh my God. I sit in the trees. I listen to the birds. I connect with nature. Keeps my signal clear. I take a weekend trip to go see my favorite band. Spend time in the mountains. Clear signal. But when I do things that are low vibe, when I participate in toxic situations, the static is being added. And that's why you feel overwhelmed. That's why you feel like your brain's moving faster than you're able to keep up with. That's why you feel like there's all these different voices going on. There's the conscious mind and there's the subconscious mind. Consciousness is like your full awareness. So if you brought yourself to center and dropped in, you're living through consciousness, aka clear signal. But because of how deeply the conditioning goes within us and how long we've been part of the program, it is... Easier said than done. Excuse the sirens. I'm in Chicago. And I'm doing a new type of recording. I'll tell you about it later. But uh, there's no pausing involved, if you can't tell. It's more conversational, just like you're sitting right here with me on my couch. Because I'm tapped in right now. And like I was just telling you, I have to keep that signal clear, which means being real with myself. And if I put the pressures of trying to be perfect and make a perfect product, then there's ego involved. So I decide not to fight my ego. You should decide that too. Can you look at your situation and ask where your ego is showing up? where the static is coming from. Like I was saying, you know, that's when it feels overwhelming. So whatever the situation is right now that we're talking about, like when you envision that situation, 
if it feels all of a sudden super overwhelming, like you don't even know where to start with thinking about it. That's all I'm trying to say is that that chaos is the static. That's how you already know the answer. And a little pro tip here. Yeah, I know you don't want to just go cut off this relationship you've been in for years or quit this job that you've been in. I know. It would be great to start making little changes to things in your life. To get yourself into alignment. Do everything you can to come back home to yourself. If you need coaching, if you need therapy, there are so many things you can do. I don't have to sit here and list them. I have plenty of episodes you can look at and get ideas, but you know already. For me, it was meditating. It was getting back into exercise. It was, first and foremost, having a rock-solid morning routine where I journaled and processed and meditated and prayed and connect with myself. And starting therapy with a good therapist was also a huge part of my journey and still is. But if you can look at your life and say, all right, well, I've I've been doing the growth work and I do feel like I'm pulling my weight and that this thing, this situation, this person, whatever, is actually adding the static, you know, already. You don't have to figure out what they're going to do about it. You have to do what's best for you, and you'll be surprised at how people will respect that. And a lot of people, especially in a relationship situation, they might not be able to meet you there yet. If you're already thinking, I think we'd both be better off if we weren't together. Because as you know, maybe some people bring out the best in us and some people bring out the worst in us. And if it's in your gut, like, no, I know even he or she would be better off without me. I know I'd be better off without them. Then again, you already know. You already know what your intuition's saying. You just have to know that that's your consciousness that's pushing you to move, you know, moving you, trying to usher you into the next level. And the voice is your subconscious that keeps coming up and saying it's your job to save everyone, that it would be selfish for you to leave a situation where someone needs your help. Those are narratives. Those are limiting beliefs. Those are lies. Go in circles if you want. Keep doing it if you want. And then ask yourself the same question in months and then in a year or what? Does it feel like it's going to get different? If not, you know your answer. If you're waiting for permission, no one's coming. It feels unfair sometimes because we feel like a victim to our situation in some ways probably because again like if you just went into the you know program and you just were doing what you were supposed to do and maybe your family was encouraging you the whole time 
you can feel like, what the hell, guys? What am I supposed to do now? You got me here. Mm -mm. We didn't know better then. We hadn't gained our wisdom yet then. We didn't fill our toolbox with what we need to make that call. Most of us have been at a point where we didn't have the vocabulary, the awareness, the consciousness to express what we were even going through, let alone fix it. We didn't even know what to say. We didn't know what was happening. We just knew it felt wrong. And that's okay. Tools and tools just being added as you figure this thing out. This life game. It's just a game. We're all just energy. We don't need to take it too seriously. There's not a structure. Take down the structure. And the last thing I'll say is about ego, because I'll leave you with an exercise that I have to do constantly, because my ego, she's a strong girl. She fights me every day, all day. And instead of fighting her back and pushing her away, I learned to live with her and love her. So a simple example, when I first started doing these nature walks and going to sit in nature, leaving my phone at home, that feels unnatural, whether you want to admit it or not, like, it can feel unnatural because we're always connected to our phone. And again, I'm not talking about, oh, you're going to leave it in your bag. No, I'm talking about actually not having it, okay? Well, I would sit in these parks and just, I would be so immersed in the trees and the birds. And then a person would walk by and I would have the thought, something like, they're probably thinking, like, what the hell is that girl doing? She's just staring at the trees. Like, is she crazy? Is she a weirdo? Is she homeless? <laughs> like, what's happening? And I don't think it's just in my mind, but I swear that some people do give me a weird look. But anyway, I've, I've moved past that, I think, hopefully, fully. Because um, I don't tend to have those thoughts as much now, but... What I would do is just realize, so I, you know, I'm looking at nature and I'm using my consciousness. Like I'm just tapped in, I'm present, practicing mindfulness. And then each time the ego goes, what would that person think? What do you look like right now? Is your like underwear hanging out or, you know, do you look weird? Whatever it is. Um... You just say, come here, and you put her, your ego, under your arm, in your head, and you just say, come here, I see you, you're trying to protect me, you don't want me to look weird, and have people judge me, so you're trying to protect me, and what I have to remind her, and that I want to remind you, is that anybody's opinion is irrelevant to you. It's none of your business, their opinion. We are a mirror. When I look at you, I'm not seeing the same thing as when your partner looks at you or when your parent looks at you or when your friend looks at you or your coworker or a stranger on the street, not even two siblings. We're not seeing the same thing. We're not at all having the same experience. So, can you check your ego, your little friend there, ego? She a strong girl. 
because she'd been through a lot. So can you do that as we are challenging ourselves right now and saying, should I stay or should I go now? What's coming up? And if it's the ego saying, what would my family think? What would my friends think? What would their family think? What's my boss going to think? But I love these people I work with. Am I going to find people like that? Will I find someone like this? Is this the best I can get? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? That's your ego. Ego. And you just say, oh, I see you. You're trying to protect me. And I get that because we've been hurt and rejected before. And we have felt pain before. And I love you for trying to protect me from that happening again. Now I know better. Now I know that it is just me and Source, me and God, me and the universe. And we are all energy. And I'm here with a divine purpose. And the fact is that as I move towards it, it will ruffle some feathers because of how deep everyone around me is in the program. So whatever the thing is, if you decide to go, you don't worry about it. You don't worry about what bridges may or may not fall down, okay? Every bridge is worth crossing over if it means choosing yourself. It's not your responsibility. Other people's opinions. Just check your ego. That's all I'm saying. Again, I'm saying it because it's a daily exercise for myself and it allows me to live very freely. I know now, now that I do these nature experiences, now I know that if someone were to give me a weird look, I'm aware of the fact that most people don't live this freely. Most people don't just sit with their, you know, legs up on a bench and just stare at the trees and listen to the birds and dance on the street and skip to their door instead of walk. I look like a child. Children live free. Do you know why? Because they don't have egos. So it looks weird to us as adults when someone leaves a marriage or leaves their relationship and it seems like it doesn't make sense. Beep boop, beep boop. Okay, they'll get over it. You gonna live in a cage for them? You gonna spread your wings? Choose you. If you're asking the questions about this situation, have you done all the things that if this situation were for you right now, it could be successful? Have you done all the things in your mind? What does your gut say there? If this situation was gonna work, would it work because of what you put in? That's what I'm asking. And you know the answer. And it might not. And let me remind you that this spot you're filling, if it's not for you, you're 
blocking the person who it's for to sit there. If you can tell in your intuition that this person or this job, this situation is not for you, if you've already decided that in your heart, then it's a little selfish to keep that spot from someone who would click with that person or job. Someone who at this chapter in their journey needs that experience now so they can get their tools for their toolbox to fulfill their dharma. If we are done getting what we are supposed to out of a situation, at that point you're just occupying space. We don't want to do that. We don't want to move in and pay rent in a space that's not for us. Keep it moving. Keep it fluid. Keep it free. Live your life. You do you. Take care of you. It's not selfish. And every time you get these thoughts about the ego, every time you get these thoughts that are about someone else, some external thing, don't you forget where that's coming from and that the only opinion that matters is the one coming from within. I love you and I believe in you fully. I believe that you will do you, that you will choose your divine path, and that you will let your inner knowing be louder than the static of the people and things that are currently getting us, that are currently really living our lives for us. Let your inner knowing be louder. Don't forget that at your core, you are already queen.